0: Joining me over the phone, I've got Cody Ford. He is a grain originator with River Valley Cooperative. Cody, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Of course. There's a lot of things that have been going on. It's harvest season, so you've definitely been keeping busy. Tell us a little bit about what's been going on.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we've been having a big harvest push here in West Central Illinois over the last several weeks. Um, we had rainfall down here this week, and that's been a welcome for some producers who have been running since the beginning of September. Uh, we're seeing a lot of different actions throughout the communities, such as... Um, you know, soybean harvest getting close to wrapped up here, I would call us close to 90% done in the uh, Galva area, and I would say corn is about 50% um, done as, as we look across the spectrum.
0: And because this is your first time being a guest on my show, I want you to give a little bit of an introduction about yourself and your role as well with River Valley Cooperative.
1: Most Definitely. So I'm originally uh, from Northeast Iowa, up by Decorah. Uh, I have been in the grain business approximately seven years. Uh, started with River Valley, um, this will be my second year, over here at Galva. Uh, I Pretty much what I do on a day-to-day basis is communicate with customer accounts on where grain prices are at, where they're going and um what we should be doing whether if we should be selling a little bit holding out a little bit longer and looking for the best opportunity for that producer so my job is really to try to get a whole approach as we call it here at river valley a whole acre approach where we even work with the agronomists and that and talk about solutions that may work for that producer uh whether it be um when they book their fertilizer you know maybe it's a great time to sell a little bit of grain and take that risk off the table so that's a conversation that i go out and have and that's what my day kind of consists of um i'll do a little bit of market analytics as well um i will look and see where uh the market's been where it's heading and give, uh, give my producers a little bit of an update of where I, I think it stands um, and my bias to help them pick through their solutions. Um, most of the grain that I purchase goes directly into our feed mill for the feed business at River Valley, and uh, that, that's a really unique opportunity.
0: So you started talking a little bit about being able to talk to farmers about these markets and what we've been seeing. So let's dive into that. Tell us what you've been seeing locally.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of the local markets here. In the October timeframe here, as we're wrapping up the month, uh, we've watched bean bases, so bases both at the Illinois and the Mississippi River, appreciate in value. We were seeing values down in the 70s. Uh, So $0.70 under the Board of Trade uh, during most of the first part of October. And then as the river level started to come up a little bit on the Mississippi, uh, we started to see the bid get even better. So we went back to what would be considerably a historically tight basis level for soybeans where we've seen river values get back to the 15 under area which is a very aggressive number, uh, especially with our carryout situation.
0: And what about the corn side? You talked a little bit about beans there.
1: Yeah, on the corn side, uh, we've seen some ethanol processors poke up their bids a little bit more. Uh, The river for corn has been a little bit lackluster. Uh, We've really had a hard time getting the demand that we need out of the Gulf to pull that grain down the river and elevate those bids. So right now it's a it's a processor's market. Um, so anybody in the ethanol industry, uh, you know, depending on when they need corn, they they've been posting a bid structure that has been in a carry market, which we haven't seen since probably about 2019. Uh, this was one of the longest markets where we stayed inverted, or futures were futures and cash prices were higher in the front rather than the back and that doesn't usually happen very often happens about once every 10 years or so but we stayed in that pattern for a particularly long time until it broke uh, this year and we started to put carry back into this market so i look for bids um, into ethanol plants uh, specifically probably to remain firm especially with good ethanol margins Uh, when we've seen oil trade over that $80 a barrel range, uh, it's really added support to the ethanol market. And the ethanol market has stayed strong enough where I believe that different terminals who are processing it probably went out and put a little bit of a book on um, to lock in some of those margins. So I I look for them to remain firm. I think uh, the river will eventually have to come up. Um, We have not seen too much rail activity uh, into, per se, the Hereford markets. Um, You know, those bids might start to pick up here, but relatively right now, uh, ethanol looks to be our best market currently for corn.
0: And so you told me before we turned the the recording on that you can give us a little bit of a look into what we may be seeing or what you think we may be seeing for the next six to eight years years, weeks, when it comes to cash and futures markets. Let's dive into that a little bit and what you think we could be seeing.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So looking over on the December corn, we'll start with corn. Uh, It it has had a heck of a ride back and forth all year. I mean, we can talk about we started the year back on January there. Uh, The first close was 606. Um, for December futures there and today we closed at 481 so that's quite a swing over a year where we had been and this market has had a really hard time picking a bottom over the last several months uh, we've looked back if you go back to the August time frame we started to make a little bit of a low in there, and then we made another low uh, in between September, October. And we thought we had maybe had that harvest low in, and we're hoping for a rally. So seasonally, we see approximately a 68 to 70 cent rally in corn during years when we when we bottom in that September, October time frame, and then we rally into December. So I had been targeting that five and a quarter range on December Futures. Now, right now with the price action we've seen this last week, we went home on uh, last week thinking, oh, well, we're in a decent spot. We closed above $5.00. We felt like at at one point, you know, we would get that back um, again and we we let the market kind of sag on Friday and we didn't fully close the week out above five, which was something that technicians were really looking for. And then the beginning of this week, we really started to decline. Uh, we went from, we made a high there approximately of about 509 and then had a low of 476 this week. And it was, it was a much wider trading range than what we've had over the last several weeks. Uh, so my key takeaway from where the corn market is at today is as long as we sustain this bottom that was made uh, around that 467 mark and we continue to hold, I could see it's moving back towards that $5 mark on futures and maybe even into the five and a quarter range uh, if I was a producer, I would be really looking at making some cash sales in that area uh, and even taking a look at selling uh, out into the later date time frame, such as March and April, where you, you see a traditionally stronger basis. And there's a little bit of carry in the market as well. So I would take those opportunities as they come along.
0: What are some things that we've been seeing in the world that have been affecting these prices?
1: Yeah, so some of the larger things we've been watching is China has not been a big enough player in our corn market like they had been the last several years. Uh, They were booking a lot of cargoes out of the Gulf. And that's something that's really hampered our uh, prices is, that we, had that we had that demand. And we also had a much tighter balance sheet. We were talking about a, a 1.2 to 1.3 billion bushel carryout, where um, today we're looking at this crop here going to be probably a 2.1 to a 2.2 um, billion bushel carryout. So that's really weighed on prices that we have larger stocks in the United States. Uh, We also have Argentina and Brazil. Both are a little dry right now, Uh, so that that has helped support the market a little bit as well. But last year, we have to remember that Argentina and Brazil were dry, and Argentina specifically, and they were a little bit low on on their beans and corn. So that made some of the trade routes a little unorthodox, where they came from other areas of the world to – to get grain, but grain got moved around and along with the Ukrainian Russian um, war that's been going on, uh, depending on where grain has flowed from, it came from different parts such as, you know, South America, North America, and it's gotten to the people that need it. But this year with uh, potentially better weather in South America and Corn and beans being able to move on the market uh, in the Ukrainian area. And then even Africa, um, that was a new one that has came online in the last couple of years of possibly doing some exports. So worldwide, we're starting to get a heavier balance sheet on corn. So uh, there's just not as many bullish factors in the market as there has
0: been. So let's take a look now on the soybean side. We just focused on those uh, corn numbers, but what about soybeans?
1: Yeah, so soybeans has a have almost a completely different story. Uh, we're looking at a soybean carryout uh, closer to pipeline levels. Um, my personal, I, personally, I believe we're probably a little bit below that two um, million bushel carryout that the USDA has been saying. And I think that's going to add a lot of support to our our bean market in general. Uh, you have South America working on getting getting crops in, a little bit drier. Uh, and that's that's really helped us here. If you go back into the October time frame, the beginning of the month, we had made a, a pretty low um, low on the chart there. Our harvest low was right at that. 1251 area, and then we climbed back up all the way into that 1314 area, and that was over pretty much some South America weather scares, and I look for that to be a contributing factor here into the next couple months. I think you could see soybean prices increase. I look for targets anywhere in that 1350 to 1375 area. I'd really be interested in getting some sales on there and then even looking out into the following year to put some sales on.
0: So as we move forward ending out October, head into November, what are some things to look out for?
1: Yeah, so today with us heading out there, I would say the big takeaway is going to be Watch what we see for exports, uh, see if they keep building. If we can keep building some exports uh, in corn and beans, that would be really supportive for both markets. Uh, Really want to watch and see how ethanol margins hold up coming into the November-December time frame. I think as long as we see elevated uh, oil prices, we're going to see a good crush margin for those ethanol plants, and I see them staying pretty well bidding up for corn here. Uh, In a bigger picture sense, um, really looking for the United States to finish up their soybean crop here in the next two weeks or so, um, and then focus in on corn uh, will be the main driver here as we try to round out harvest.
0: Well, Cody, thank you so much for taking the time and talking with us today.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Again, that is Cody Ford, a grain originator with River Valley Cooperative on AM 1330 and FM 95.7 WREM.